Welcome to another edition of Sounding Off on Soccer. This is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now. I'm very excited today because we have a special guest, Nate Dos Santos, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds defender uh, and second-year player. Uh, He's uh, had quite a journey, and he's made his way back to Pittsburgh since he started his college experience here in Pittsburgh with Duquesne University uh, and then has moved on uh, moved on to uh, transfer to Marshall where he won a national championship um, in his first year with Marshall uh, and then has grown as a player uh, tremendously and is now playing professionally here in Pittsburgh with the Riverhound so looking forward to that conversation um, but as we hit week five uh, in the pro season for the USL Championship for the Riverhounds, which is very interesting is that the Hounds are the one lone team in the USL Championship that do not have to play uh, this week in the U.S. Open Cup uh, and the national competition. Uh, well, why? Because they have gotten a forfeit, benefit of a forfeit win uh, against Rochester NYFC. So uh, because of that, they'll be sitting back this week in the middle of the week. They won't have any travel. They won't have to do anything um, strenuous except obviously train with uh, with their teammates and, and do that. And then as they go through the week, they'll end up playing Colorado Springs switchback. So we'll talk to Nate about that matchup too um, as he comes on to the pod. And um, But right now, so all three um, road matches for the Hounds this season have come in the central time zone. Um, so they'll have to go another time zone further into the mountain time zone on Saturday to take on the Colorado Springs switchback. So that should be an interesting uh, matchup and we'll talk more about that later in the week there'll be a preview on soccer now um, for the match uh, as well but yeah the hounds will sit back and there'll be no uh, second round open cup they'll watch how the other teams play it play it out um, and we'll see what happens so so far on tuesday there were no cup sets if you will uh, all of the usl championship teams advanced to the third round what will happen then is Thursday, on Thursday evening, the Hounds will find out um, who they will play. Uh, it could be another USL Championship side. It could be a League One side. It could be uh, another lower division side. There is another Rochester's team, Flower City, um, that could be in their bracket. Um, so we don't know who that will be, but we'll find out Thursday at 6.30 p.m. as U.S. Soccer will post um, the matchups and the brackets uh, for what things will look like for the third round. All right, well, without further ado, uh, I'm going to be bringing on Nathan Dos Santos of the Riverhounds uh, and uh, look forward to this conversation. All right, we are with Nate Dos Santos. Nate, uh, it's great to talk to you. Uh, you know, you've been uh, actually on <clears throat> in the Pittsburgh soccer radar for, um, for a while now, actually, because you, you came to Pittsburgh as a young player, as a young college player uh, from Canada. Um, what was that? Well, first of all, how did, how did that happen? How did you find Duquesne, of all places, and, uh, when you were a young player in Canada? I mean, it's, it's actually a pretty funny story. Uh, it's not funny, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, I just got honestly, I got really lucky. Um, kind of towards my, my last year of high school, I realized that maybe uh, going to, to the U.S., and playing in college uh, could be could be an opportunity or a path for me to continue playing. And 
so I kind of looked to start pursuing that and I didn't actually have any have any offers um you know being from Canada uh needed uh, a scholarship you know to come down to the states and help help with the with the financial aspect and so when I graduated uh high school I actually didn't have any offers so I had to stay back semester and I worked um I worked a regular job and just uh just trained uh with my local team and I had been emailing schools and and one day though I got a response from from a coach at Duquesne and it was the only uh collegiate offer I got uh coming out of high school and it just happened to be Duquesne so it was just by pure chance um and I was really fortunate to have the opportunity to come down and, and play in Pittsburgh yeah Wow, that's a pretty cool story. I mean, what were you were you thinking? You wanted to play at a higher level, even when you were in Canada. Um, what you know? What were your options? To, you know, if you weren't going to go college, did you? Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't much because the mm-hmm. uh, the Canadian league wasn't established yet. Right. Uh, didn't come until I think uh, two years after I graduated high school. So you know, for me, uh, I didn't I didn't even apply. To, uh, to go to any universities in Canada, I was just kind of fixated on on going to the U.S. and and trying to make that happen. So I didn't really have a have any other options in that sense. You know, I just I just had in my mind that I was going to go to the U.S. and I was going to get there one way or another. So mm-hmm. it, it just so happened that it turned out this way. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so it, what talk about just the being a young player in Canada, what's that, what's it like? What's the system like there? And, and how do you, you know, how do you make yourself, I'm sure it's very competitive, especially you're, you're from just outside of Toronto, right? Or Toronto area. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. What, what's it like there? What's, what's the competition like? No, I, I mean, you're right. The, uh, you know, we, we call it the GTA. It's the greater Toronto area. So, you know, in that area you have, uh, I think it's somewhere probably, you know, you can check me on this, but eight to 10 million people, which is, a large, large number of Canada's population. So, you know, you do get, you just, by sheer number, you have a lot of players in there. And then, um, uh, I would say the level's pretty good. Like, when I was younger, I, I had the opportunity to, uh, I played for Toronto City Academy. So that was my first experience with uh, a professional club. And, you know, seeing that as a young player, uh, obviously the standard is very high every day between, you know, the coaching, the, the level of play, and how the club is run in general, but uh, that's that was a great experience for me. Another one is uh, League One Ontario, which is a semi-professional league uh, which operates within the province, which is our equivalent of a, a state, like the state of Pennsylvania. I live in the province of Ontario, so it's a it's a provincial league that is a men's league. Um, so you have uh, some teams who who field players that tend to be older. Uh, and then you have some teams who have a combination of maybe younger guys, college-age guys. So I played for two clubs, uh, Woodbridge and then Sigma, where on both clubs I was a 16-, 17-year-old playing uh, with the men's team, so with the senior side. So that was a great experience for me just to play with uh, older players and, and get that, that uh, experience, you know, in terms of the, the speed of play, the physicality. And I think that was really helpful for my development uh, as a player going into college. Are there other Canadian players that you looked at, looked up to, or that you kind of wanted to emulate? I know it's interesting. I know you're not the first Riverhounds player to come by way of Canada, who uh, is also a good left 
left on the left side there. Uh, we, I'm sure you know Tyler Pasher, at least know of him and played against him. But, um, you know, Tyler always stood out to us his first couple of years. He was so young when he was here. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Is there, there's anybody out there that you, like, look up to or you that sort of thing? I mean, there's, like I would say, just in, uh, you know, around my age group alone, there's, you're seeing, you know, the wave of Canadian players now and obviously with the recent success and, and being able to qualify for the World Cup, you know, there's a large group of players there that um, went through the collegiate system and uh, made their way into either the USL or MLS and then eventually, you know, got the opportunity to play at the World Cup. You know, you look at Alistair Johnson, you look at Kamal Miller, you look at uh, Richie Larea, um, uh, Mark Anthony Kay is a great example. He was at Toronto FC. So when I was just a kid, he was a... He was with the reserve side at Toronto FC. And yeah, he, he really played against the Hounds, yeah. Yes, yes, and he went to Louisville Louisville City, and then he worked his way into the MLS, got to LAFC, Colorado, and now he's back at Toronto, and then obviously has been with the national team for quite some time now. He's just an amazing example for young players about, you know, kind of taking your own path and, and you know, it is just your journey can take you anywhere and to just embrace it and, and continue uh, continue growing and, and keep going, yeah. Yeah, so you, you made your way here. Uh, you're at Duquesne. I mean, what was that experience like? A couple years on the bluff, uh, you know, you you played almost every match um, those couple years. Um, Duquesne's an interesting program because, you know, they. you think when you got here, they, it was – you know, Chase had already been here for a while, but it was it was they were kind of making their way back up. Um, but of course, they've had great success in the last couple of years. But um, yeah. yeah, what was your what was your thought about that experience? Your first experience in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, I I loved Pittsburgh when I first came. You know, I'm like I said, I'm from near Toronto, so mm-hmm. you know, being in the, being in a city and you know, with a lot of stuff going around, uh, I really enjoyed. And from a soccer standpoint, it was a it was a great environment for me because, you know, I was able to come in as a young player and, you know, establish myself and, and get lots of games, get lots of minutes. And obviously that's so important um, to developing, you know, getting those those important games. Um, and I had a, a amazing coach. He's actually the coach that brought me in, Josh Fogger. Right. Um, he, he was there only for my freshman year, unfortunately, before he went to, uh, to Marshall. But uh, he was you know, he's somebody that I really admire and has helped me a lot in my career just because of his coaching ability and, uh, you know, everything he helped me with off the field as well. He's a great coach, great person. So he's somebody that uh, made my, helped make my Pittsburgh experience at Duquesne really great. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously COVID ha- happens. Uh, and there's a lot going on there. It was kind of a crazy time. Um, what you know, you transferred to Marshall. Um, you know, did you really believe? I mean, what, was there a belief that this that that team could win a national championship at that point uh, when you transferred? What what was going on at that point? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's it's funny because uh, you know when uh, when Chris Grassi called me, uh, you know when he when him and Josh Fogel wanted to bring me in. Um, you know, they, I had been playing, uh, in midfield at Duquesne and they wanted me to play center back there. And they kind of said that, Hey, like, we think that you can help us win a national championship. You know, he said it right away. Um, you know, whether or not that was kind of, you know, uh, like a, you know, tossing up in the air kind of thing, but I, I, I really believe that he believed it. You know, they had just had a really great year where they had, uh, they'd gone to the, uh, 
Sweet 16 and, and lost to a really good Washington team. Um, and I was just really attracted to the program just because of the way they played, uh, the style, and then, you know, the, the quality of players and then the coaching staff as well. Um, it just seemed like a great place for me to be at. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, overly, you know, thinking about, oh, we're going to win a national championship kind of thing. But as soon as I got there, I kind of saw, you know, the, the quality we had, the talent we had there. And I was like, hey, we, we have a chance to be really good. I was just excited to be able to play in the NCAA tournament. You know, that alone right. was a big step for me. So everything else was just bonus, honestly. <laughs> well, and that extra, you know, that season was so unique. You know, we've we followed Pitt really closely here and, that Jay Vitovich talked a lot about how that spring season, how it helped so many ways. But you were a new player with that group. You wonder if, if in the fall it all comes together that quickly, uh, or but right. having that, you know, what are they calling that? The 21st century model potentially um, down the road, where you, you could play a full season like that. And well, I mean, a lot of teams like I don't know, you, Marshall. You didn't really play much in the fall, right? I mean, you had a chance yeah. to train together, but didn't really play yeah, much. Yeah. It it helped to have that little bit of extra time, I'm sure. Right, exactly. And I remember we were, you know, we had obviously we didn't play any games, so we watched the uh, the fall season that you know the ACC schools and a couple other programs were playing. I remember we just we were watching these games and we were watching you know the ACC typically the you know one of the strongest if not the strongest conference uh, for men's soccer and we were just saying like hey you know like I think we can play with these teams like I think we we have as much talent and you know we can we can be we can be very competitive with these teams and those are the teams that we ended up playing in the tournament which was really exciting. So, yeah, that like was. How- that was quite a tournament too, because everyone was in North Carolina. It was, uh, you know, the one in a one uh, a one of a kind t- tournament. I mean, everybody was there for the whole duration of the tournament. Uh, must have been strange, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was strange, but it was it was really really cool because, uh, you know, I think by, by the rules we had we had all been vaccinated, so we were allowed to uh, like actually spend time together as a team outside of training. So. Mm-hmm. We we basically had a a big conference room in the hotel that was uh, that was given to us for the duration and I, for for twenty something days we just we we spent every day together you know uh, just hanging out you know just being kids kind of thing like just having a lot of fun playing games uh, you know they had a cornhole there for us and a ping pong table and <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun you know we were away from school it was. It was like summer vacation when you're a little kid, you know. Right. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that must have been an unbelievable experience, and then for the, you as the last team standing, I mean, to 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 be able to do that, I mean, that was that was an unbelievable weekend. Um, watching uh, all the final four games, and then, you know, Indiana was such a such a challenging <laughs> opponent because they would just they just defensively were just so tough. Um, but you guys, yeah. I mean, it was it was impressive. It really was. I, I enjoyed all those matches. Um, what did you? Uh, what did I mean? What was it like to be playing against you know uh, in those in those games? I mean, it's it's what you want, right? I mean, that's what kind of uh, Chris, our coach, was. Mm-hmm. He always tried to to reiterate that. You know, like what, what more could you ask for to play against Clemson and Georgetown? And uh, and North Carolina, Indiana, like you want to play against the best teams, right? Like you want to challenge yourself. And he, I think he loved that more than anybody because it was an opportunity to show that, you know, with these elite, elite programs, you know, we're there as well. And 
for me is yeah, like I, what can I say? Like it's just the, the you know the the highest level of competition for uh, you know the level, and you know playing against great players, great teams, great coaches. It's just the experience overall was awesome. We had some amazing games. Yeah, um, you know go. Yeah, for sure. And, and ironically, you know, I you looked at the Final Four and you see so many players that are uh, playing professionally now. Uh, obviously, on your team, you Arturo was there too and, um, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, your transition to the professional, you had another season at Marshall. Um, did you, At that point, well, really, when you came to Duquesne uh, and during your experience at Marshall, did you think this was, you know, you could you could get to this level? Um, where where were you in that you know during your progression as a player in college? Um, did you did you think you would be at this point? Yeah, I think uh, you know the goal is always to to continue playing and to play at the highest level possible. Um, so when I came to Duquesne, you know obviously we weren't an established program, but it, kind of in the back of my mind, I just had you know if I play well, hopefully you know. Uh, move on to somewhere else and then from there continue progressing and uh, I just hope to kind of follow that natural natural progression and you know it served me well in that sense but yeah I think you know from the time I was you know 16, 17 I had that idea that I wanted you know pursue playing professionally and see you know see if I can get to that level um, yeah and then in terms of uh, being a player and uh, being adaptable and versatile, uh, I know that's something Bob Lilly, your current head coach, really values. But to be able to switch from being a midfielder at Duquesne, maybe then you know going playing in the back line for a national championship team, um, and then coming to Pittsburgh and again and playing professionally, and like you know what, there's a spot for you on the left side, like. Have you always had to sort of adjust your game uh, as you've gone along? And is that, you know, kind of how you see yourself now as a kind of the left side? That's your strength? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, because when I when I was getting recruited uh, to, uh, to college, um, obviously I, I didn't get any offers. And I think a lot of that was attributed to the fact that I was uh, I was coming in as a center back. Um, and obviously I'm under six feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, you know, pretty big in terms of size and uh, maybe athleticism. So I played the six. And then when I was brought into Marshall, I was converted back to a center back because of, uh, you know, the coaching staff wanted something else in terms of my ability on the ball and my, my defensive um, abilities as well. And then uh, coming here, I, you know, playing as a left back, playing as a left wing back, um, it's been a whole other experience, you know, uh, continuing to grow as a player. And I, I, I mean, uh, I think I'm getting more comfortable every day. Uh, obviously, playing lots of games as a left back and left wing back, um, and it's just you know it, it's good for me as well to continue improving my game in different areas. Uh, like you said, like with with Bob, actually where Bob saw me was at a uh, a showcase in Florida, and at the showcase I played center back, six and left back. Right. Um, so you know when I spoke to Bob after that showcase, that was you know the first thing he brought up right away was that kind of. Um, you know, that flexibility in my game. So, you know, obviously I think it suited me well. And, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, and, and Bob seems to see things in people that I think, you know, players, young players that, that you know, maybe some coaches don't always see. They, I think he sort of has this way of, like, seeing players in a certain mold um, and being able to utilize 
in different ways. Um, so your first year in Pittsburgh, obviously you had the injury, but I mean, prior to that, I mean, how did, what was the adjustment like to going from college to, you know, to the pro game um, and playing with these guys and, uh, you know, the long season and all of that? I think, you know, the one of the most difficult things was uh, adapting to the new position and then coming into a new environment, the combination together. Um, you know, just the, uh, you know, at, at this level in the USL Championship compared to college, right? You know, the players are faster, there's more quality, the attackers are better, the wingers are more dynamic, they're better on the ball. Um, so playing as a left back and kind of being isolated in those areas uh, was was challenging for me at times, but you know, obviously, it's a, it's part of my game that I can improve on and continue to improve on. Uh, that was definitely an area that you know I I noticed right away. Um, you know, it's it's the little things too, right? Like the, the decision making, the speed of play. Uh, you know, you look at quality players, players that employ on the ball, somebody like Kenny, um, and just yeah. the speed of thought, right? Like he's not the quickest guy, he's not the strongest guy. that every day and, and you know obviously last year we had some really talented players on the roster as well like Russ Dix uh, Danny Griffin of course um, guys who, who are established in the league um, I think it was a great environment for me and a lot of the other young guys to, to come into uh, as first year as first year pros yeah and then you come in this year and there's you know there's that confidence that Bob has to bring you back and and you know you're a second year guy and you know, Mark Yabara is second year. Luke is a second year guy. There's a lot of second year guys brought back, um, and certain belief that you know you're going to carry maybe more responsibility with this team this year. Um, was that the message from Bob um, in the preseason, in the off season, and now as you carried into the first few games? Yeah, uh, you know, Bob had kind of placed. Bob had already kind of indicated to some of us that you know this year the team was going to be personnel and also uh, you know I obviously I think you see some trends with, with younger players and, and things like that in terms of the, the shape of the team uh, and he asked you know uh, the guys coming back Mark, Jamali, Arturo, Luke, myself um, and some others that I may not be mentioning right now you know to he kind of challenged us to take on almost a leadership role even as as second year guys you know guys that are only you know we did an activity the other day where we divided the group by age uh, into three groups and Mark oh, yeah. and myself were all in the youngest group um, still but you know Bob asking us as returners to be to be leaders in terms of helping the, uh, the new guys with the tactics the style of play what Bob wants and things like that um, just having that experience already uh, after our first year coming into year two so yeah. yeah, and for you, this team, uh, you know, had success, a little bit of success in the playoffs last year, but that was something that, that could build a lot of confidence. Um, did you sense that uh, with this, even though it's a new group, that um, that I think what happened was a lot of younger guys got a chance to shine in the, in the playoffs last year, and, uh, and you certainly had a chance to shine through, during this regular season. Um, I, I think that certainly bode well in terms of confidence, 
Nate. Sorry, yeah, no, in terms of confidence, in terms of building, uh, coming into this season, uh, having the success, you know, at the end of the season in the playoffs as a team. But, I'm sure that helped, right? Yeah, most definitely. And I think just, you know, you look at, you know, Pittsburgh's record over the years and the, the playoffs, like we kind of say, is it's, uh, it's the standard at the very least, right, to be in that position. And, you know, we want to host playoff games. We want to have, you know, that for our fans and, and have success. Uh, you know, past 34 games, we want to play, you know, to, to 38 potentially. So I think bringing a lot of guys back that, that played big minutes and important minutes last year, that's a huge, uh, that's huge for the group overall. Yeah, talk about the back line. Uh, you know, there's, I think it's what, three goals in four games so far. Uh, you know, there, I'm sure there's always things to improve upon, but it feels like, it just feels like cohesively, it's so far, it looks pretty good. I mean, from our standpoint, I'm sure you know there's things to work on, but how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely always things to improve on, but, you know, I think uh, bringing, bringing Joe and Joe Farrell and Pat Hogan, and I think you know they're great additions to the group um, in terms of their experience in the league already obviously we know guys like Arturo and Danny are just you know are always solid and, and going to put out a great performance um, and then you kind of have you know some dynamic guys like Luke as well uh, I don't know if, I don't know if I consider myself dynamic but uh, getting up and down and, and offering some going forward as well uh, and then we have we have some other guys that haven't maybe featured yet but it's still early days um, I think we just have, you know, a, a good mentality. Uh, you know, we have, like you said, lots of things to work on. But I think uh, we have a good cohesiveness and a, a good a good foundation. And I and I think that starts with uh, some of the guys who have returned, and then obviously the right pieces coming in as well to, to help strengthen us. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about Alal Osamanu, uh, who signed. We was officially announced today. Uh, yeah, he was uh, added to the roster. What, what does he bring to the table? I mean, he, Allah is, you know, first and foremost, all I'd say he's an amazing person. Um, mm-hmm. He's a great, he's a great friend, great teammate. And, um, and he's a fellow he's, Marshall I, guy, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I was actually the guy brought in to replace Allah when he graduated. Okay. Um, at Marshall. So, and then he, he's always visiting. So we've known each other for some years now, and, I, and I've trained with him lots. And he's he's quality. You know, not only is he physically dominant, despite you know not being the biggest guy, he's he's very very strong. He's very good in the tackle, and he he's calm on the ball. He's confident. Uh, he's got a little bit of swagger to him, I think. Nice. <laughs> um, he's a he's a great guy, and he's a great player. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't say enough good things about him, honestly. That's great. Uh, so I'm sure we'll look forward to seeing him on the field as well at some point. Um, but this, it's like I said, it feels like cohesively it's a good group defensively. Um, so what's the uh, what's the you know what's the approach this this week in training? You had uh, some some time off, some time to rest. Um, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, last year I think we didn't we didn't get that little ten day gap. Obviously, this one came through the Rochester cancellation, but we didn't get it until August. So, you know, for some of us, we've been here since since early January, so it was nice to have a couple of days to kind of reset. But uh, And then having a nice full week of training uh, before going into Colorado for what's going to be a, a very, very uh, competitive game, I think. Yeah, are you guys watching or paying attention to the Open Cup? You know, it's always a little chaotic. Yeah. You know, it's always fun. Uh, it's, it's maybe... Uh, 
sometimes some people talk about it's for the true diehard soccer diehards, but uh, you know here in the states, but uh, it's it's always a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, we're always throwing a game on, uh, and uh, in the afternoons it's nice to have one because we might have some like buddies playing. Like I had a, a good friend who plays for uh, he plays for One Knox, so they played against Memphis last night, right? Uh, and just lost out, you know, on the very last second. So it is very, yeah, it is very entertaining. It's, you know, so, uh, so let's just uh, get a quick preview for um, Saturday, and then I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time today. Um, yeah, it's Colorado Springs. That's an opponent the Hounds I don't believe have ever faced, but they've been in the league for a while. Um, what do you see? What, what's the uh, what's what do you see in this opponent, and what 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 kind of matchup is this going to be? Yeah, I think you know we've already talked about you know some of the difficulties we're expecting. Obviously, one is the the high altitude. Um, similar to like when we played New Mexico last year. Um, You know, that's obviously a physical obstacle we need to overcome. And, you know, that's why, you know, the 11 guys on the field, then the five guys who who are going to be ready to come in uh, off the bench uh, will have to be ready to help contribute. So I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to take, you know, more than 11. Um, They seem to have, you know, I, I know they brought in, I think, Malik Foster last year, so they have some pace and some some dynamic players going forward um and we just we just need to convert you know um come out with three points because i think we've left some points definitely uh up for grabs in some of these games on the road where you know we've we've played we've played well at times and we've created chances and we've just left the game kind of you know kind of thinking like hey is that a point earned or is it two points dropped kind of thing. So I think we just need to be aggressive on Saturday and, and be as decisive as we can in, in terms of finishing the game and, and coming home with three points. That's the main goal. Yeah, I think these these trips, I mean, you've, you've been in the central time zone three times already. Now you're going out to the mountain time zone. Uh, maybe it's good to get it all out of the way early in the season, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the travel's fun, so I don't mind at all. Yeah. You know. I guess uh, a good way to the team come together. You talked a lot about the the Marshall being together, um, you know, for a month in the same place. Uh, I'm sure that the, all this travel helps with uh, team building and um, camaraderie. Yeah, most definitely. You know, you spend all that time together, and you know, in airports and planes. You know, you you got a lot of downtime, so we we have to try and kind of make our own fun when we're together. Uh, yeah, we really enjoy it. What's a road trip like with Bob uh, kind of at the helm? I know he's like, he likes to make sure everybody's, you know, uh, on schedule, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, but what's it like with, uh, mean, mm-hmm. Bob's pretty, uh, he's pretty relaxed. He kind of, he keeps to himself a bit and he kind of lets the boys, you know, uh, yeah, obviously he doesn't want guys going crazy. He wants guys <laughs> kind of staying off their feet before the game and, and, uh, you know, kind of relaxing a bit, but yeah, he's pretty calm. Uh, doesn't, you know, he's not. We're not, you know, getting like you know crazy curfews and and super strict rules. You know, we just it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty relaxed. Yeah, the road trips are pretty relaxed. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just um, you know, he's he understands how to manage men. I guess that's probably a good way to look at it. But um, right. I remember I remember last year and I asked him about the the Vegas trip, and uh, he was like, no, he's like, you know, they it was. I'll let the guys go out, you know, kind of have their time and uh, explore. I think that was his word, yep. explore. Yeah. <laughs> anything after the game is fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 
All right. Well, uh, Nate, I really appreciate your time. Lots of great um, uh, conversation here. I'm sure we can talk more uh, as the season goes on and um, I'm sure we'll connect again. But but I do appreciate having you uh, here uh, doing this and uh, doing this interview and um, good luck on Saturday. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time as well. All right. Thanks a lot, Nate. Nate. All right. All right. Take care. And that was Nathan Dos Santos of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. He is a really good interview, very enlightening. Uh, great to talk to him, uh, kind of get some feedback about his experience and how he got to Pittsburgh and came back to Pittsburgh and winning a national championship at Marshall. Um, and I think he's going to be a, a, a foundational player uh, potentially for the Hounds, um, not only for this season, but um, you know potentially uh, could be a, a, a real good player at this level for a very long time. Um, if he wants to. So uh, again, thanks, Nate, for joining me. And um, this is our um, week five edition of Sounding Off on Soccer, but we'll definitely be back for more. I have a few other guests lined up. Um, It's been a while since I've been on, um, but I will be back with another show probably over the weekend or even early next week. So until then, thanks for joining me.